a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. A lot of activity going on at the border, and we're going to break that down, what's been happening over the past several weeks and what's happening today down on the border. Uh, Before we jump into that, we do want to note the passing of former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, uh, passing away today at the age of 88, uh, a a big figure in American politics and uh, Republican politics in particular for a long time. Uh, of course, served in a, a number of different administrations, all the way back to the Nixon administration, and uh, served in uh, many different positions there, uh, was really a force in uh, Iraq and uh, many of those conflicts early on. We'll have much more on the life and legacy of former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, who's passed away today at the age of 88. Uh, as we noted, there's been a, a lot of activity over the last several weeks down at the southern border of the United States. Uh, we've had the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, made a long-awaited trip down to the border. And we want to break down some of her comments at the border and uh, what that uh, looks like and what that means in terms of policy discussions moving forward. We know there's been many uh, representatives and senators uh, from Congress have been down at the border uh, checking things out at various places uh, to see uh, what the conditions are like and what needs to be done next. Uh, Today got very political. Uh, Former President Donald Trump uh, went to the border in Texas with Governor Abbott, uh, along with law enforcement, held a press conference down there. We'll weigh into that a little bit as well. And so as we start these uh, next two segments, I, I want you to kind of get your framing right here. Uh, regardless of where you fall across the spectrum, I want you to, to suspend judgment based on politics, because there are some politicians that you may disagree with that may have asked some good questions today in terms of our policy discussion. Uh, and so don't jump to a conclusion just because of who's saying it or how they're saying it. Uh, but there are things uh, that we can learn uh, from the former president, uh, from the current vice president, Kamala Harris, as well as Governor Abbott and others at the border. Uh, so there are a lot of voices that are saying things that I think are actually congruent and compatible in terms of where we are and, and what's happening. And uh, let's let's start, though, with uh, what's happening today, and that is uh, former President Donald Trump uh, went back to a place that was very prominent in his election bid in 2016 and throughout his presidency over that four-year period. Uh, and he, he accused the Democrats today of the politics of the border. 
Now, by the way, they're doing a disinformation campaign. They're saying that the unsafe border is your fault. You believe this? <laughs> because they're getting killed with the border. So now they're saying, oh, we got a problem. So let's blame the sheriffs. Let's blame the governors. Let's blame everybody else but them. Okay. Uh, and again, take the take the, the messenger outside of that, uh, because I actually will be the equal opportunity offender on this one. I think both sides are playing politics with the border. Uh, in ways that are not good for the country, uh, are not good for those who are at the border, uh, those who are there legal, uh, who are coming across uh, b- because of humanitarian or who are refugees, who are fleeing uh, some of the situations in other countries. But we need to, to get to the issues of all of those. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, as I mentioned, went to El Paso last week, uh, laid out why she's visiting the border. We are here today to address and to talk about what has brought people to the U.S. border and, again, to continue to address the root causes which cause people to leave and often flee their home country. Okay, so part of what uh, the administration is really laying out there is that this is a in-country problem. Why are people leaving places uh, in South America, what is it that's causing them to to leave their homes that they probably don't really want to leave, but maybe they are forced to because of either persecution or because of uh, corrupt government or lack of opportunity or violence, gangs and so on. Uh, And so I I do think that's an important thing to look at. Uh, But again, when we're looking at the root cause of why people are fleeing, uh, the answer is rarely to just dump in more U.S. funds into governments that are corrupt. Uh, We've said it many times on this program that if you want to promote freedom and democracy and upward mobility and opportunity in these countries, uh, you've got to have governments that can create systems systems that will support entrepreneurs and small business owners because it's entrepreneurs and small business owners that ultimately drive freedom. Uh, Going back to uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, uh, she discussed some of the different things that were happening there uh, in terms of how do they best provide relief for some of those that are at the border. Our administration, it is important to be clear, is working to build a fair and a functional and a humane immigration system. Okay, so we obviously want fair, functional, humane immigration system. Everybody agrees with that for sure. Uh, She went a little further in talking about the current system, which is, regardless of where you fall on the scale, it is broken. We inherited a tough situation. Um, In fact, right here in El Paso was the, 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 the launch of the child separation policy. You saw it as it rolled out on the ground in real time. Um, We have looked at a a system where um, people have been housed in inhumane conditions over the last many years. Um, An asylum system that has been broken and that needs to be reconstructed. Okay, again, that's uh, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris and talking about uh, those, you know, crucial conversations that we have to have. Again, she she leaned heavily on, hey, we inherited this mess. Uh, And again, that's sort of the shoulder shrugging, not my fault, not my job approach. And that doesn't work. And both sides have been guilty of that over the years, saying, well, you know, we inherited this from the last administration or, you know, when the Democrats controlled Congress, they did this or when the Republicans controlled the White House, they did that. Uh, That's not going to cut it and it's not going to solve the issue and it's not going to help us have the confidence we need because, again, everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. 
the the system is broken, so we need to fix the broken system. We need to have a border. We need to have an entry exit system. We need to deal with things like worker visas, and and we need to make sure we're making it easier to come to this country legally than it is to come illegally. Uh, and then, of course, we we need to deal with some of the humanitarian issues uh, as well. And I think that's part of what uh, the vice president was was talking about there. And I want to go just to one other component from uh, Vice President Harris's visit to the border. She talked about just this principle uh, that we can give to everybody who's coming to the border. We have the capacity to give people hope and a belief that help is on the way. Okay, so again, the the vice president trying to to give some positive angles there in terms of, of what's going on. I want to go through and uh, just round out this first part of our conversation. Uh, Again, going back to President Trump, who is at the border today. The former president is there with uh, Governor Abbott from the state of Texas, along with a number of law enforcement officials, having conversations about what needs to be done and how it can help. And it's really interesting uh, because he he presents the very false choice uh, that I often worry about. I mean, the real question is, do they really want open borders? Or are they incompetent? There's only two things. You're either incompetent or for some reason you have a screw loose and you want to have open borders. Okay. And again, that's the false choice uh, because I think we all know uh, it's not that simple of a choice uh, and there are complexities to it. But this is one of those things that I remain convinced. I am so convinced. I was convinced of this the first day I stepped in to to the Senate building in Washington, D.C., as the chief of staff, and that is that 94.5% of immigration could be solved in a single afternoon on the floor of the House and the Senate and right to the Oval Office because everybody agrees. All right, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to stay with it. So you stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.